0: Am I supposed to be hearing something now? Because I can't. All right, there we go. This sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Who is this?
1: I bring the microphones up and lower this down all right who is that uh Soundgarden Burden in my hand Soundgarden
0: head. oh yeah. yeah they're kind of not really in my wheelhouse they were Soundgarden's 90s right yes yeah 90s I wasn't listening to a lot of that kind of music anyway so nice. I actually went to a thing recently have you ever heard of rock and roll bingo
1: no what is that
0: I never heard of it either, but it's, uh, it was a fundraiser for, um, for a group my wife is in, but it was actually, it was pretty fun. Um, apparently this guy does it at like a local bar every week, but he did it for this fundraiser as well. Um, it's kind of like a trivia night in a way. I mean, everybody pays their 10 bucks or whatever it costs to get in or whatever. And then, so you get bingo cards. They, they hand you like a whole stack of bingo cards, like 10 or 12 rounds there were, and each, each one is already filled out. But Instead of, like, drawing numbers or whatever, there's different rounds, and sometimes they'll play a song, and you have to, like, guess the artist. So you, you, you know, X out the artist or whatever, and then if you get bingo, you win. And some of them were, uh, like, there was uh, TV theme songs, so if they play a song, you had to guess which TV show it went with and stuff like that. It was it was interesting. It was a, a new spin on, like, a Trivia Night fundraiser, which I thought was pretty fun. Oh, man. But obviously it made me think of it because – I was, you were just playing that song. I was like, I kind of know who this I've heard this before, but I don't know who this is. And there was a lot of that during Rock and Roll Bingo.
1: Oh, man. That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was fun. All
1: right. Anyway, this is uh, Chance of Gaming podcast, episode 85. With me always is Richard.
0: Always. I'm not a slacker like that Roy guy. <laughs>
1: uh, Roy is, I, 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 I would like to imagine he's out on Lake Michigan, like, trolling for, you know, salmon or whatever it is out there, swordfish.
0: I think he's in Lake Michigan, like Tommy Boy, where the sail is, you know, the sail is has no air wind in it, and he's just <laughs> stuck out there. He's like, I gotta get back for the podcast!
1: He's, he's It's my dinghy, and whatever. <laughs> uh, look, uh, I love Tommy Boy, and one of my favorite quotes out of that is... Um, when he, he, his girlfriend or whatever, the, uh, the kids that are trying to make fun of Tommy. And, and she says, Oh yeah, that's
0: that same scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she says, your mothers will cry (laughs) when they see what I've done to you. So yeah, ah, just fantastic. Uh, right. Yeah. Just going down through our, what we have to talk about. Uh, Siege of Vicksburg is still coming in October and I'm going to pay it off this week, I think, and nice. we will yeah be operating. Now does that
0: mean you still owe a lot of money or does it mean you have you're entering the black?
1: Uh I'll I'll be entering the black this week. Excellent. Yeah, that cool. is good news. Yeah and uh so yeah go from there. well uh, Stuka Joe will be there and yeah. And nice. uh we have a Patreon and we have like A couple of folks on there, and I felt so guilty because they were donating $3 a month that I actually shot something and uploaded it uh, about the new streaming setup that I have and what's behind me in the background on the bookshelves and stuff. So you can see that if you pay a measly three dollars literally you're buying me a drink or coffee actually i think you're you're basically buying me not a even a
0: large coffee
1: yeah yeah it's not starbucks but if you bought me a pbr in the local bar <laughs> that's what it is it's three dollars a month you know so just go with that and past that i will be at north texas rpg con cool and where's that gonna be it's uh in dallas Okay, it, well, I was just in
0: Dallas a couple weeks ago. I yeah. think that's why we didn't record that weekend. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, it's, it's weird. It's like it's in Dallas, but it's not. You know, it's in one of the suburbs of Dallas. I don't know. My main thing is to uh, go to In-N-Out Burger. So I'm going to do that and try Yeah, to... there was
0: actually one right next to my hotel, but I did not go this time. I went last time I was there, but not this time
1: last time i was down there was for constant world dallas and we were gonna go out and eat but we the night before we went to this local barbecue place and i ate and i was fine but my friend chris uh his intestines did not like what we had and yeah he got really sick so i did not make it to in and out last time so i don't know i'm thinking about in um constant world dallas again this year i don't know we'll we'll see somebody asked me uh, recently was like hey, do you go to a lot of cons and i immediately wanted to go no but then i was like wait yes <laughs> yes uh i apparently do so yeah anyway
0: this is kinda i don't of- think i'm gonna go to any gaming cons this year which will be weird
1: it's I I look I I've gone to Coastcon this year and um I, yeah there's a couple more and I don't know I yeah. kind of like it I'm really getting into uh, old school role playing and it's a whole thing and just kind of I don't know we'll see.
0: Nice, but, you're gonna like something I put on the uh, on your radar then later.
1: Yes, awesome. So. Um, Uh, We actually had a guy uh, from North Texas. Okay, apparently at North Texas RPG Con, they're doing like a podcaster's brunch. And so it's, I don't know, it's like these guys that probably have like 5,000, you know, Viewers or whatever, and then there, I, I come up with like me, you know. I'm like, ah, hello, can I come in? Can I? Can I just come in there, guys? And they
0: got a they got to sign at the door. You must have this many listeners to <laughs> enter. <laughs> so
1: it's really weird to like you know uh, get involved, and it's like, oh, it it was. What I find hysterical is they're always like they're always open and they're like oh yeah cool what's your podcast let me listen to it and then they're like well oh, I, I listened to it it was it was uh, it was all right you know you guys talked about something in Michigan and and some drinking and what, whatever and just
0: <laughs> you told us about the weather that weekend it wasn't really helpful
1: <laughs> yeah it's like there was a bunch of tornadoes in Mississippi <laughs> that weekend apparently and just whatever I'm like eh, I don't know it's like we we have our niche and i'm perfectly happy with that and yeah so anyway
0: so if you go are you gonna play some rpgs while you're there
1: oh yeah absolutely okay and uh but uh what i was saying is that they're doing like a podcast brunch or something where we all get together and and the weird thing is like they're talking about doing it like a stream where you know we each get on the mic at a certain point or whatever, I'm like, oh, God. I, don't I really don't want
0: to listen to a stream of a uh, bunch of podcasters eating breakfast.
1: I know. It's like, oh, my God. These <laughs> waffles are fantastic. Yeah. Ooh, this is Banana Foster's, and it's, you know, pancakes, and they're great, and just whatever, and I don't know. I mean, you know me. I'd get on there, and I'd be like, um, yeah, we're, we're here in Texas, and everything's all right you know just, i don't know i don't know it's i, I, don't I know
0: get I, like four champagnes in you it might be a different story
1: yeah uh, yeah uh, maybe it's um what, okay what do you drink champagne at brunt what is a uh, mimosa yes yeah. we have a pitcher of mimosa and yeah and i start talking about gary gygax it's a,
0: yeah, it's a <laughs> whole thing anyway whatever I right, knew gary gygax yes <laughs> it's
1: just like whatever and <laughs> which i found fascinating i made a joke in the uh facebook group about like apparently at this particular convention they get people outside of it that are trying to vend things so it's like people in the parking lot that will accost nice
0: you. yes <laughs>
1: so will it will accost you i, I hey just let you
0: know buy some d10s
1: i know i just imagine them in a trench coat and they open it up and like hey i've got the Fiend Folio. You know over <laughs> here, oh yeah. You see this here? That's a lock of Gary Gygax's hair. Yours, you know, eighty five bucks. Come on, buddy. You know you want it, so yeah. I I just find that fascinating that it's people accosting me for RPG stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I in what we uh television, you know, we talk about. I am freaking loving uh, Severance, which is uh on Apple tv plus whatever it is it has this really really big um i don't want to say lost uh, i want to say um mr robot it's it's (laughs) it's that it's i i get that vibe from it so much because the basic concept of it is there is a surgical procedure that will sever your personality from the one that goes to their job and the one that is outside their job so there's like two riches at this point there's rich that goes to his job and there's rich outside his job so like literally you go and the minute you get in the elevator you know click it's you're now rich at his job and it's really really fascinating Uh, like trying to find out like what this company actually does and just the concept of you know relationships that you develop at work you know and uh, versus at home ah man I mean I was like well there's a lot of jobs I've worked that I would really really have loved to have severed myself and let them work that crappy job and then come back to it and yeah i don't know it's just fascinating to me but i don't know you ever heard of it at all
0: no i haven't
1: yeah it's 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 on there what attracted me to it it has the guy from parks and rec uh yeah
0: i was just looking at adam scott
1: yeah and um and he's in a real it's a serious role so that attracted me to it and yeah it works really good so anyway Uh, other than that I've been listening to I'm an old school movie geek and in the 90s when the internet was really big and you know at least for Mississippi the late 90s uh, Andy Cool News was fascinating for uh, for being a movie geek anyway all that to say there is a podcast called uh, Down Down Download, it is, it's, it's yeah. download it's just download it's just
0: spelled weird yeah,
1: yeah it, it is it's, the it's ri- like down
0: low but then a d on the end yeah
1: it's the rise and fall of harry Knowles and Andy yeah. and i have that's a
0: name i have not heard in a long long time
1: <sighs> i know uh, look dude, <laughs> i i have thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed listening to it because oh man just it, it's fantastic. I would definitely
0: listen to that. That sounds interesting.
1: It, it, it's really really good and because um, I mean I was there you know I was You know, I every day it's like it, the weird thing is like they talked about this you know it, these guys the interview and the, the guy hosting the podcast they talked about like yeah that was the thing you got up in the morning and the first thing you did was check Ain't It Cool News and I was like damn I remember that Just being all over these scoops, you know, and what's the new Star Wars movie, the new Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, all the stuff. And it's just really, really good, so I highly recommend it. And uh, past that, I saw The Batman. Have you seen The Batman?
0: I have not seen it.
1: It's good. I mean, I I liked it. That's Uh, good. I've
0: heard good things about it. Maybe
1: it's a little long, but uh, I don't know. And... (laughs) What blew my mind was I watched the whole thing, watched the whole movie. And then the next day I was reading something out and I discovered the penguin was played by Colin Farrell. And I'm like, what? Okay. Really? Yeah. I
0: hadn't seen that. So sure.
1: I, I mean, I it was a lot of makeup and yeah. I, I had no idea that was him. So I was like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Mr. Uh, you know, uh, twilight guy did really well so good for him that he's branching out and doing these different movies so yeah it was good yeah
0: speaking of the penguin i'm still watching it's always sunny in philadelphia i'm up to like season nine now so i've really been binging it considering i just started it maybe six weeks ago (laughs)
1: uh anything that pops out to you uh recently that uh
0: let's see Yeah, there was one – there was – oh, oh, The the Gang Breaks D. That was probably the funniest episode I've ever seen.
1: All right. what That one was
0: fantastic.
1: What did they do in that
0: one? So that was the one where uh, basically at the beginning they were just berating D like they always do, and she finally just got absolutely sick of it, and and she became a stand-up comedian, (laughs) like making fun of herself. And the gang, the whole thing was – spoilers – turn it off for the next 15 seconds. It was an elaborate prank on her that they, you know, she thought she was becoming famous and everything. The whole thing was a huge prank on her, which was amazing. (laughs) So that was, yeah, I think that's my favorite episode of the show so far.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. It's still fantastic. And uh, look, the, the last season, if Charlie Day doesn't get a Emmy nomination, yeah it's
0: just he is he's definitely the best actor on that show
1: yeah it's it's just he's
0: fantastic
1: and uh, look i have it queued up in my amazon uh queue uh there was a it's his movie with uh some lady and i can't think of her name but yeah it's that's his big movie and of course i loved him in um Pacific Rim one and two, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that, but I heard he was in that. I don't think he's been in anything else I've seen.
1: No, I mean I mean that's the thing. And it's really funny listening to him on the podcast Having to talk about, like, these different movies that they've been in. It's like, hey, you probably haven't seen this, but... Yeah. And just whatever. I think...
0: I guess he was in the Lego movie as a voice, but I don't even remember. He was, he was Benny. I don't even really remember Benny from that movie, but...
1: I really think he's gone the furthest versus... And I guess the next one that would be close enough would be Mac... Because he has Mythic Quest over right. on Apple. Which, which is,
0: Charlie's a producer of that one.
1: Oh, uh, true. And yeah. Dad Gum—that that is so fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah, that one is. I I don't know. I, I have not heard anything. Do you know if they're going to have a third season of that?
1: As far as I know, it's coming. It's okay, fantastic. Good. And, of course, Mac, you know, is married to Dee. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, dadgum, okay. and
0: Charlie's married to the waitress. Yes,
1: I uh, I will say that I was thinking about this yesterday. It is absolutely criminal that D's um, TV series, The Mick, didn't get picked <laughs> up for a second season. Oh, my God. It was so, so good. Yeah. It was, I think it was on NBC. It was only for one season a couple of years ago. It was <laughs> so dadgum good. I and, don't even remember yeah, hearing about that. Yeah, The Mick is what it's called. And, yeah, but anyway. So uh, what I've been playing is I've uh, got my Traveler game going on Tuesdays. Nice. Which I'm, I've never
0: played that. That's on my sort of bucket list of RPGs that I want to play.
1: <laughs> I kind of feel bad because, all right. I kind of, I got Deboed into playing into GMing this and
0: the, okay. <laughs> the,
1: the guy that Deboed me, uh, he's a huge traveler guy. So I have to really rely on him, you know, nine times out of 10 to go like, okay, what a, what does the party need to roll here? Because he's the big traveler guy, Yeah, but, uh, it works out. Okay so um and i kind of want to move it though because my friend chris is doing a um what is it uh dungeon crawl classics night on tuesday nights and that's traveler and i kind of want to be over there and playing that but eh, whatever anyway and the only other thing i've been playing is blood bowl has the blood bowl league has wound down and we're about to go to playoffs and uh we'll rest for about three weeks and then start another league uh it's been fun i learned a lot especially like what i did wrong (laughs) and it uh took me that long to figure that out but eh whatever so Mm. i'm excited so what have you been playing
0: um my daughter was home for spring break so we played a couple games of pandemic legacy season zero uh we uh we started playing that when she was here for winter break and then obviously had to stop so and we made it through another month i think we finished april so i think we're about to start may whenever she comes back and plays that one again this is actually the the third pandemic legacy game they had season 1 season 2 and now it's a prequel season 0 so far it's so good it's interesting it's you know it's it it feels like pandemic like pretty much all of them do but it's got enough differences and it's it's hard so far i mean you've got to fight you know, basically, you're you're in the 50s, and you're playing like CIA operatives trying to stop the Russians from uh, creating a super disease. So, <laughs> you've got to fight both the commies and the disease itself. It, it's hard. Um, we've but last night we you know sort of barely won it. We won with, you know, uh, we didn't really look at the deck to see how many turns we had left, but we did not have far to go before we were going to lose. But we won, so it was fun.
1: Rich is isn't the disease communism?
0: Maybe that's the lesson we're going to learn at the end. Socialist. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. (laughs) And then uh, I've been playing a little more ASL, Hatton and Flames. I've talked about this before, but it's historical ASL. um, Hysterical? Yes, it is hysterical. It's hysterical when my (laughs) tank gets caught on fire and kills everyone inside, you evil, evil man. I'm playing the, uh, the Germans, so I guess maybe it's all for the best. Uh, We're playing that one. We're early on in that one, but we're only playing like every other week. Uh, And then every week I'm playing Vietnam 65 to 75. Now this is the new GMT version of the old Victory Games, Vietnam 65 to 75. Um, and we've just been starting playing through the scenarios, learning the game as we go. And that one so far is fantastic. We haven't really gotten into the the campaign mode yet where you have to worry about politics and all that other stuff. We're basically just doing combat, but it's so good. It's very asymmetric. The, the two sides play very differently. The U.S. has tons of firepower, but the VC is able to slip away without being noticed most of the time. Um, and the NVA has a decent amount of firepower, but still not as much as the U.S., uh, it's just a really fun game. I'm hoping to eventually play the full campaign on that, but that's something that would it would literally take years to play.
1: That reminds me, have you ever read the novel Matterhorn?
0: Oh yeah, it's my it's probably my favorite fiction book of all time. Well, not Lord of the, next to Lord of the Rings, but yeah, it's definitely up there. It's I think last year when um, when Matt and I did our our books of the year, I think Matterhorn was my book of the year, even though it didn't got written last year, but I read it. Or maybe it was two years ago. Yes, anyway, it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: I I really enjoyed it. You mentioned Matt. Matt who? Matt.
0: Yeah, Matt who couldn't be here tonight. Nobody could be here tonight. Matt. I know, that's Roy. so
1: weird. It's, yeah, I we we should have Robo Matt where he talks about like, what would Robo Matt talk about? It would be Tiki. And, Tiki's, yeah. And what, okay, what's his big um, war games?
0: U.S. Civil War.
1: U.S. Civil War. Okay, so yeah. it would be Tiki and U.S. Civil War. All right. Yeah and then Robo Roy which talks about Michigan oh, and, and beer and yeah and beer and and yeah. woodworking and woodworking yeah i'll mix that look i i'm just i'm glad we're back to where i have my board and we can play music and stuff like that all right robo roy will come later but <laughs> that's the thing it's like i don't want to develop it too much cuz it would be like well, i could just replace him i can make him go like yes adam that is good you know yes i yeah as
0: long as he agrees with everything you said i yeah.
1: agree with this this statement or okay yeah let I, me
0: rub your feet for you
1: <laughs> we, we should get him to say like i agree with that statement or uh <laughs> yeah whatever yeah it'd just be funny yeah just, just be able to play something. anyway uh,
0: i also played a game called atlantic chase have you heard of this one
1: uh, yes, yes, yes. I've yeah. actually heard of this, uh, GMT game and because I find it fascinating because it has a little fog
0: war it, system. It and, is, yeah. it is fascinating. It just came out last year and it's, it's one of the most unique games I've seen come along in a while. It's, uh, it's based on the, uh, the, the the Battle of the Atlantic, which is basically everything that took place in the Atlantic Ocean during World War Two. So you've got mostly Brits and Germans, but you've also got some Canadians and some French and a few others. I the US is probably in there, but not as much. And basically their your your job is to hunt down other warships, hunt down convoys, stuff like that. But it's got a really neat system where you don't just like put your ships on the map, you you span trajectories of where they might be according to intelligence reports, and then it's your your job to whether using air or ships or submarines or whatever, to try to find out exactly where they are so that you can actually attack them. But it's got a, like you said, a big fog of war aspect to it. And it, it's really fascinating. Um, when you first see it, it looks interesting, but the first time I saw it, I thought that looks cool, but I don't know what the game is, but there's definitely tons of interesting decisions to make and it's a lot of fun to play.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it looks really cool, and, you know, I love submarines and the Atlantic and World War II, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it looks kind of awesome. so
0: Yeah, and the last one I just played a couple nights ago, um we talked about this, it was a Kickstarter, I want to say maybe two years ago, Alice is Missing. Absolutely, you remember? yeah. Have you played that one?
1: No, but uh, I have, uh, I remember it, I remember it coming out, and I followed people talking about it, so if you play played yeah. it, I'd love to know.
0: Yeah. When it, when it was a Kickstarter, I was looking at it and I almost pulled the trigger on it and thought, nah, I'm just going to wait on that one. And then I was at miniature market a few weeks ago and it was 17 bucks at miniature market. So I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to get it for sure. And we played it Friday night and it was fun. Um, the, the sort of the, the thing that makes this game unique is that you don't get to talk to each other at all during the game. You sit down with, um, it's, it's GM less, which is nice. So it's, it's, Five players or you could probably play with three or four, but up to five players Um, and you get characters and you, you talk a little bit for like the first half hour as you discuss who your characters are and their relationships and everything. And then you when you start the actual game, it starts with this this teenage girl has gone missing and you're her friends and family. You've all got relationships with her and you all the entire game is played over text. So you're texting the other players at the table, you know, you know, you even switch their names in your phone. So, you know, my friend, keegan he was playing jack so you know i text jack jack have you seen alice i don't know what's going on he's like oh haven't you heard and you get this whole conversation going with everyone and over the course of 90 minutes because there's a timer on the game uh after 90 minutes you you find out what happened to alice and and there's things in the game that can it's it's replayable because there's different clues and things that come up during the game that are randomly picked so it's not always going to be the same so I liked it. I did not like it as much as Ten Candles, which is the closest thing I can think to compare it to, but I did like it enough to play it again sometime.
1: All right. Tell me about Ten Candles. What is that?
0: Ten Candles I played a couple months ago. Um, That's the one where you play in a dark room with Ten Candles as your illumination, and you go into it knowing that at the end of the game, every single character is going to be dead. So d- over the course of the game, the characters have cards with like things about them and things like that. and they will actually have to have to burn the cards during the game and they'll have to put up candles one by one as things go poorly. and when you put out the last candle, uh, they all die.
1: All right, Rich or do you summon the devil or what, what's Nope, going there's on? no summoning. It's just okay. uh,
0: it's just it's just a tragic horror story where every character dies at the end.
1: Shit, okay. Well, all right. uh, our whole, yeah, and it's
0: one of the most interesting RPGs I've ever played, maybe the most.
1: All right, I'm googling that. That sounds interesting. Um, I mean, it does. Uh, it's a, a candlelit role playing game of tragic horror, and yep. uh, let's see if I go to purchase.
0: And it's another cheap one. I mean, the the book is. 20, I think I bought it.
1: Twenty bucks. Is, yeah, I think
0: I bought the PDF for twenty bucks, which is all you need. So
1: yeah okay
0: and uh, 10 candles yes, <laughs> you can apparently. go just get those yourself
1: mm, well it's, do i get them from bed bath and beyond and it's like well okay i got mine from the dollar store it's like this one is sage this one is new beach and you know i don't know just, okay so all right uh speaking of uh 10 candles if you if you needed someone to 3d print you some candles mike it alter dementia
0: Document. I would not recommend those for the game, though, because you do actually have to light like them.
1: I don't know. It's, I feel like Mike could do it. Maybe he could cause, do it. Because he's so good. And uh, you'll see this in the show notes, how it's spelled. It's Alter3Dementia and whatever. And the discount code is COG2019. Dadgum, we're going on three years and working with this guy. And he's been really cool and nice. So, yeah. com. So, yeah. Anyway. So, on to What's on Your Radar. Uh, I, I, my friend Chris showed me this. It is in uh, 1985 Games Presents Sharp Edge VHS Dice. And this is really cool. And I know people kind of geek out on dice. So, I tossed it on here. Um, as of this podcast recording, they had 17 days left to go. They asked for a measly... 10 grand and they are at 72 thousand dollars so
0: these are very cool looking dice but they're also 70 bucks have you ever paid that much for dice because i have not
1: uh no uh I,
0: i think the most i've ever paid for a set of dice is 15 20 bucks
1: i mean maybe it's like i mean yeah these are really really cool but i mean I don't want to spend that much. Maybe, yeah, maybe you do. So I'm.
0: I do look really good, though.
1: It. I mean, yeah. I, I look. I totally geek out on VHS art, and uh, this was right in my wheelhouse, except for the uh, price point.
0: Yeah, so, I will say this: if any of my RPG players give me a set of these dice, you get a plus one to your roll for every forever. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I love the box they come in. Everything about it is really, really cool. It's a really cool presentation, but it's, it's, it's more than I want to pay. So I'll just kind of just leave it at that. Yeah. So.
0: If you got money to burn, go buy yourself some nice dice. They're cool.
1: Yeah. So uh, the next thing we had was Bricks and Dragons, which is a modular dungeon, uh, Lego style. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's really cool. It's, uh, I mean, there's all this different stuff. I mean, honestly, look. Lego should be, you know, natural to dungeon crawl. It it should be just, yeah, a thing. Right there. Easy to do. And uh, this company is putting some things together about, you know, how to put together the different dungeons, monsters, and all that good stuff. And, yeah, so... Be linked in the show notes. I mean, I, this should be a thing. Why wouldn't it be? And uh, yeah.
0: If I had kept all the Legos that I had as a kid, I wonder what I could sell those for now.
1: Uh, that's the thing. For sure. Legos Legos
0: for us were like baseball cards for our parents. Our parents were like, oh, if I had kept that baseball card.
1: Uh, I mean, very true. Very true. Um, I mean,. I mean, like, nowadays, I mean, honestly, I would much rather play a virtual, quote-unquote, RPG where I can, like, put in virtual, you know, castles and maps and whatnot. Yeah.
0: I have never never played an RPG with an elaborate uh, tabletop set. I mean, the most I've ever done was graph paper, and most of the time I don't even do that. I do theater of the mind.
1: I mean I mean with that it was like I guess what's it like knowing someone who is rich as hell. So, uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh yeah, so anyway. So, uh the next thing we had was uh the Sweet 16 RPG challenge. I have no idea where this came from. I stumbled across it because there's an RPG that is 16 and pregnant, and I'll have this link in the show notes if you want to actually get a copy of this and play it. And uh, I just I, I'm utterly fascinated by the fact that you can gamify anything, you know. Yeah. And it's I, I with this, it's I I'm very curious. It's like, are you trying not to get pregnant or? Are you trying to get pregnant by a wealthy sperm donor? You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, just what is it? How do you? How do I win at this game?
0: Hip hop star. I, I mean, yes, <laughs> it's
1: it's like how do I win? I don't know. This this comes from 2016, so it's like five or six years ago. Whatever this was, so. I just ran across it. So it's it's there, and yeah, so you'll see. So uh the next thing we had uh free league is doing uh Death in Space this RPG which, which I I have fucking loved the memes on this it's like um the meme would be like mother uh, not motherless um what is it the big scary sci-fi thing mother something damn it
0: i don't know what you mean tv show movie Mo- what
1: mothership it- mother the mothership oh, okay. rpg it uh, the memes have been like mothership rpg is like okay if this freely comes along it's like hey can i copy your your homework and they're like sure just change the things so it looks different and there you go you've got this and uh yeah it is uh death in space and so yeah it's you
0: is this a re-release of something or is this new because i don't it, i don't think i've heard of this
1: uh, no it's supposedly new I okay and yeah it's a light rule system 60, 60 different modules to make spacecraft space station uh system for repairs, cost of repairs cosmic mutation spacecraft uh, and there whole bunch of stuff so
0: 298 cro- oh that's like 32 bucks never mind
1: yeah uh, yeah, well, <laughs> 298 kroner oh my god that's like uh yeah it's like 30 30- bucks or you know whatever so yeah ah i don't know it's like i feel like i already own this but i'll pay attention to it so anyway so the next thing we had was arcana with a capital r augmented reality platform for ttrpgs and i feel like i have I've you seen s- this
0: before. <laughs> yes,
1: I swear this.
0: We thing- have, but I don't know if anything came of it because I, I was thinking the same thing when I saw this. And like, are they just are they re-releasing this, or did the first one die and this is something new? It's it's hard to tell because the tech does move pretty quickly. But they have definitely done something like this before.
1: I swear this comes out like every nine yeah. months or uh-huh. so. But this is supposed to be a thing where you can role play. Everybody has a tablet and they can see it in VR or whatever. As of this podcast, they have twenty-eight days left to go. They wanted fifty grand. And at this point they have one hundred and seventy-nine thousand dollars with, you know, seventeen hundred backers. I mean, that's that is a lot. I mean it's a lot of money and a lot. Uh, uh, you scroll through it and it's like they're talking about coming to the playstation rpg versus uh i'm sorry the playstation vr versus, and also the um you know the other two whatever the one that facebook oculus and oh, yeah yeah uh, whatever the one samsung has you know it's they're talking about doing all of this shit
0: yeah and, this is i mean this is becoming uh an emerging market i guess you'd call it uh started with you know roll 20 and virtual tabletop and now you've got this and possibly that other one that looks like this so we don't remember where it ended up so uh but i think we'll see more of this in the future oh
1: sure it's okay the base is 30 dollars, then 50 then 80 then 150 then 250 okay all right alice thousand a thousand dollars and they have seven backers for this
0: thousand dollars you could have adam in your game 3d uh, printed
1: uh, yes apparently uh let's see if You get the app the terrain blah, blah, blah. it gets a,
0: you get a bunch of miniatures but
1: but they're virtual
0: <laughs> weird to, i know yeah. that does, yeah. doesn't that seem weird <laughs> you get 10 werewolf minis yeah but it's you know 10, they're all pixels <laughs> i know 10
1: for, uh, is this nfts is that what you know, all the dumb, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. Eh, whatever. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah. The next thing we have is the Old Gods of Appalachia role playing game.
0: Absolutely, which, yeah. Which Do you is, listen to Old Gods of Appalachia? No. What is that? It is a podcast. Um, it came out. It's it's relatively new. I want to say it's maybe a couple years old. Um, they're in like their fourth season right now, but I don't think they're four years old. So, um, and it's a, uh, it's think of it as Cthulhu esque, but in Appalachia. So you know we're talking about like West Virginia, uh, Eastern Tennessee, that area. It it moves around a little bit, but it's all. In the Appalachian Mountains, and um, it's good. I mean, the guy that does it, he has a few other voice actors that that have joined him. Over the course of the show, um, but he's just got this whole interesting story that he's created. This basically mythology of of the uh, the, the like the underdark versus the green, like the good and the bad magics, and you know, good witches and and bad railroad men and stuff like that. And now they have an RPG coming out as well. So I am definitely interested in this. The world that he's created is very interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, is it? related or is it just something we're related to what uh okay is the uh monty cook uh rpg that is coming out related to the podcast
0: yes the creator of the podcast is the one that's creating the rpg as well
1: oh okay All right, cool. Which
0: means all of the stuff that he has put into the world—I mean, that's all his intellectual property, and he understands the world, even, even stuff that probably hasn't made it to a podcast yet, but he'll be able to put that in the, uh, the background of the books.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I look, I love the idea of Appalachia, you know, the nice mountains over here, <laughs> on the right? You know, they're not as big as the Rockies, there's what go to rafting, and, you know, so— like that idea so yeah, yeah we'll see. all right uh so
0: the... and then this one I, like you said earlier you were talking about old school fantasy i mean here's another uh another kickstarter it seems like we've seen stuff like this one before but this one is is not even out yet it's still on pre-order but old school essentials fantasy rpg box sets are coming to kickstarter near you
1: yeah okay uh i think that when i put this on here Uh, If we had recorded last week, there would have been enough time for you to hit this uh, uh, Kickstarter. But, yeah, it's a uh, Kickstarter for the advanced version of it. And, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's really, really weird Um, for me. I spent, like, my 20s and 30s kind of, like, not role-playing at all like "Eh, yeah i'm too cool to do this and about you know three or four or five years ago my friend got me into it and i've just been doing osr and that's it i've never played a fifth edition game or anything like that so and so uh you know kind of getting into this has been really interesting and yeah old school essentials is I I couldn't honestly say what it's based on. Uh, to be accurate, but it's become the most popular thing to you know to do things in the OSR type thing. So yeah, I I
0: yeah I played a, a game. I don't remember if it was OSE or OSR. If there's a difference, but I played a game of this last year and it was fun. I mean, it's just a old school dungeon crawl. I mean, I played. I played a wizard that, like, the only spell he knew was light, and he's, like, throwing darts at people. So, (laughs) (laughs) if anything, if a monster looked at me, I would have died for sure. (laughs) I'm
1: casting light! It's like, okay.
0: And I can only cast it once. So, I I, I picked my moment when, like, basically somebody else was fighting the big bad in the dungeon, and I cast light right in its face to blind it, so... (sighs) (laughs)
1: it's like okay they're these are trolls but you know i'm turned undead it's like they're not (laughs) undead i'm just saying so yeah uh look i i find it fascinating you know just osr and and whatever and i kind of feel bad but i mean the reality is i grew up in south mississippi so there was no local game shop or comic shop or anything so i i mean is it like i missed out on this uh, because it wasn't there for me locally so you know, yeah
0: but when I was a kid I had two game stores one is closed now but the other one is actually still open and it's like five blocks from my house it's walking distance so that's pretty cool
1: I mean for for me it's like you know oh this is kind of cool or, or whatever and it's yeah I can kind of pick it up and yeah and yeah. anyway so uh on to actual news and holy shit um uh, to speak ill of the dead, MAR Barker and his Techable uh, uh, uh what is it, setting? I guess would be the most uh, accurate. You're going to have to fill say. me in
0: here. I feel like I'm, I'm out of the loop on this one.
1: All right, we've talked about Techable a little bit in the podcast and I've I've always found it fascinating because it 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 started way back in time when I was just non-existent or a baby in the 70s and um, he is a language professor and that was kind of a thing was he in creating this uh, world he spent a lot of time doing uh, language books for you know what the elves or you know humans or whatever spoke so you know all that is really cool and whatever and he lived and died uh before all this came out and apparently uh, the dude mar barker was kind of a well i guess not kind of he was a white supremacist and uh what has come to light in the past couple weeks was he wrote a novel which was uh, a white supremacist, you know, Nazi, uh, pro-Nazi novel in the 90s. And, hmm. yeah, so.
0: Did that come across in his RPG work?
1: Well, now that people are looking at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, now that
0: I notice. <laughs> yes,
1: it's like, well, now you know this, people Why are looking Why are at the dwarves it, and,
0: always so greedy? Yeah, and... <laughs> or yes, it's
1: like, uh, that's the whole thing. And, you know, uh, Tecumole is a thing he created in the 70s. Like, Empire of the Petal Throne comes from 1975. You know, ah, I mean, he this dude died in like, 2012. So, what is that, yeah. like, 10 years ago? So, yeah. Hmm. And ah, what sucks is, is, like, you know, all this stuff is coming out. And, you know, people are, you know, righteously, you know, angry about it. But the guy has been dead for, like, 10 years. And so... The uh, it's some organization or whatever that has the rights to all this stuff, so and now they're yeah. having to do spin control with it, but
0: yeah, so he wrote a book glorifying the rise of a new Reich and a science fiction future while simultaneously raising criticism of Nazism and then knocking it down as a straw man,
1: right, yeah,. Uh
0: and his publisher was the same guy that published the Turner Diaries. Yes,
1: uh, it's, it's 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 all bad. It's all really really bad. And ah uh, it's it, I mean honestly it, it's caused a lot of discussion uh about like can you separate the art from the artist? Like okay, I love the songs of John Lennon, but John Lennon in himself is a piece of shit. He uh he beat like all his wives and cheated on him and neglected his kids and yes he's a shitty shitty guy but damn it his songs that he made is really really good yeah uh, and it's and like- you can
0: also look at a person's work and i mean it's uh i've never i've never read like mind Kampf or anything like that but I do know that there's people that have read that, so you can say, I want to know where this guy's coming from so that we can recognize this and make sure that this doesn't happen again, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, honestly, can you even imagine, like, you know, if if Hitler, like, contributed something else? Okay, say Hitler wrote The Lord of the Rings. I mean, (laughs) can you imagine, like, what what we'd be doing is like, okay— it's like, oh, damn, he's a really, really bad person, but... But it's so good. <laughs> oh, man, it's really, really good. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I can't think of anything like that, but, I mean, it's certainly possible.
0: Well, I actually played a game last year. It's an older game, um, and I guess the guy that owns the rights to it now is like a far-right neo-Nazi type, and someone that I... So, like, I know someone that knows someone that has tried to get the rights from this guy because they would republish the game, but he's being, he, he doesn't want to sell the rights and everything. And But the guy that owns the rights, he's, he's like a neo-Nazi guy, so <laughs> what are you going to do?
1: Okay, uh, it reminds me, all right, in the past uh, year, two, three, whatever, okay, the Judges Guild, which was this big organization that you know, published d d stuff and they were very adjacent to Gary Gygax. Yeah. Whoever owns it, owns the rights to that, actually came out and said some naughty things. Some things that he shouldn't have said. And I honestly can't remember what they were. If they were transphobic or anti-immigrant or whatever it was. But it was bad. Whatever it was. And it's caused people to go like, okay, well, I can't Buying any judges guild stuff now so yeah uh. yeah uh it's it's i mean damn i i mean that's the thing is uh, it's like if you have a platform you should probably keep your opinions to yourself like okay we're just here we're doing a gaming podcast so you probably aren't gonna see me talking about like the uh situation in israel or whatever you know because it's like yeah there's no reason to it's i'm just gonna stay in my lane and just kind of just go through this where we're doing a tabletop gaming podcast yay so uh, that's it yeah
0: i'm like that for the most part i mean
1: but, so, but some people are like, no, 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 wait. I have this platform, so I have to say that yeah. Im- immigrants are bad and blah, 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 blah. And just,
0: I uh, mean, you see a lot of that on Twitter.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. That's,
0: that's where I see it mostly.
1: Yeah. So. So, mm. um, okay. uh The next thing we had is, I uh, by and large, basically, uh, beast men have returned to Age of Sigmar.
0: Yeah, see, this is another one. Uh, you're going to need to fill me in, <laughs> because the headline, The Kron Spine Incarnate is Making Gurr Even More Savage. But what is it? Ah, what, I mean... You got to yeah, fill me in, it's, av- it's, Adam, because... It's, it's like... So let's see. One, two, three... <laughs> I, well, most of those words. Only two are the words I don't understand, but I'm not getting <laughs> a lot of meaning from the sentence.
1: I, I, I love that. Me- I love that meme where it's like I understood some of those words. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, what? I mean, whatever. Blah blah. blah you just kind of hand wave that part. The reality is, is beastmen from Warhammer Fantasy are coming into Age of Sigmar.
0: And- so I know about beast men because i'm currently playing in a warhammer fantasy rpg so i hate those guys is so, this a new faction for the game the yes so, game? Um,
1: okay. let's see let me scroll down so the third picture yes that's the biggest thing you can see beastmen okay. in that picture and so i
0: i cannot afford to start a warhammer habit to go with my wargaming habit but I'd be all over a beast in an army. Uh, I know. those guys suck to fight against.
1: I, I know, I know, and uh, you know all that to say. Like the next thing uh, we had is fucking squats are, <laughs> are coming back <laughs> to forty k. This is the biggest deal in the in forty k in for fucking ever. What
0: it's, are squats?
1: Okay, so uh, so okay, uh, when forty k came about a hundred years ago you know basically it's a science fiction version of a fantasy game so you have humans and, and the biggest thing is like you had elves which were eldar and of course they're called something else now and i'm sorry if i can't even i can't even pronounce that damn name that they're called by now so they can do copyright shit anyway so squats were the dwarves in 40k at that time and you could play them in the 28 millimeter game or the 15 millimeter epic game and they were or six millimeter whatever it is so it it was a thing and at some point they were like oh no well one of these is kind of dumb let's not do squats anymore so you know they were like okay we didn't we got rid of them and they just became a joke Which is why on April 1st that they came out with, all right, so we're doing these guys again. They
0: announced this on April 1st. (laughs) Yes. And then
1: on April 2nd, they were like, okay. We're serious. (laughs) It's not a joke. It's serious. (laughs) I mean, they've done some stuff with them, like giving uh, Necromunda guys and whatever. And, of course, the science fiction version of uh, Dwarves is, oh, it's a high-gravity world, so that's why they're short and you know all this different stuff so i mean it's it's a really big deal that they're coming back as squats but you know it's also a big deal it's a new faction and whatever and yeah
0: so basically if you've got if you've got fomo and you play warhammer you're in a bad place
1: uh i mean yeah it's yeah it's it's the thing so um yeah So, yeah, it's been about three weeks since we've done a podcast, and here we are, and yeah, and I'm in my new apartment, and I'm sitting above a truss looking for lighting. Uh, It's going to be a thing. We're going to do, like, battle reports and all this different stuff, and I uploaded a thing for Patreons only, and yeah, it's a thing. Don't you want to pay three bucks and see what I posted? You can see. What's on the shelves behind me in this, uh, thing? So yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's a really cool thing to, you know, be able to do, to stream and do battle reports and all this good stuff. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing and something I'm going to post in a couple of days is a kind of come to Jesus meeting with myself and, (laughs) and it's, uh, Adam. You have too many factions for too many games that don't even get played. So, you know, we, we got to talk, buddy. What are we going to do? Should we get rid of some of these? I mean, okay.
0: Maybe the problem is you don't have enough. <sighs> uh,
1: look, have you considered that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the the uh, the thing is the friends we made along the way. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, uh, look, I've taken a long, hard look at this, because I've had to carry it, I've had to store it, I've had to move it. And I'm like, okay, when's the fucking last time you played a game of X-Wing? Yeah, maybe it's time to get rid of this shit. (laughs) So, uh, uh, I mean, it's a lot of these. It's, uh, I mean, the worst thing is like, you know, okay, having 3 or 4 factions for a game that you haven't played in a year and a half that is completely totally utterly and absolutely dead locally. And so, yeah, it's it's going to have to be looking at that. And so uh that's what I start talking about. I mean I mean I guess like the biggest one, you know, the uh the the elephant in the room is star Wars Legion. It's died locally. And I have rebels, Imperials and Separatists. Uh,
0: separatists I don't know what the scene is here because I have not been involved in it at all. So it's funny. Um, with the exception of my once a month game day. I have not, I don't, I just don't play any games at the game store. I hardly play any face to face at all either. It's not because I don't want to, it's just, it's been hard to reverse that momentum from COVID. So,
1: ah, what sucked with uh, Legion is um, there was a guy locally, and he was the guy. You know, he was the cheerleader. You know, he was the guy that made sure we had tournaments every month, we had a game night every week. And, you know, and he kind of fell out of love with it. And yeah. So nothing has really been done in yeah. a year or so. And so that's, ah, shit. That really, really sucks. And oh my God, yeah. X-Wing's got to go. Because I guess, because it was, I came in in second edition and then I picked up a bunch of extra first edition stuff and it was going along really good. We would have a tournament once a month covid happened and now it's um the my locals that were really into the game are very angry about the game changes so yeah they don't want to play anymore so <laughs> eh, it's gonna have to be pushing that out but uh oh the other thing is age of sigmar uh we had okay two guys locally pushed it and one of them had another kid the other one COVID happened and he you know was in the high risk category so there hasn't really been any age of sigmar in the past two weeks two years yeah so shit so yeah what do i do it's like i have Gosh, I think I have three different armies for that, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do a video on it and post it and just be about, like, okay, this is where I'm at. You know, this is I, – I should get rid of some of this stuff if, for nothing else to make room. Sure. Now, uh, one thing I have been holding on to was um, – I mean, I have way, way more board games than I should, especially in the sense that I have no one, no one locally willing to to play these games. So I did find a guy, and I'm going to start doing a, like, okay, well, let's play this game at least once and see if we like it. And if not, we'll, you know, push it out. And, uh, yeah, so... Kind of get rid of all these shitload of hex encounter games, hex encounter war games I have, but you know. Mm.
0: Well, if you're getting rid of things.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I got this. Richard's like, oh my gosh, really? Hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. But anyway. Yeah.
0: I just punched in, uh, punched two games and punched in clipped one. Um, so hopefully I'll be getting those on my table this week. Um, but yeah, I'm in the same situation. Uh, I own more than I'm playing, which is frustrating. So,
1: I mean, I
0: I'm not I, getting rid of my stuff though.
1: I own way way more than I'm playing. But I mean, honestly, with uh, war games, it's not a bad thing because they're in a uh, roughly <laughs> a you know a two by one box. You know, sure. That's... Yeah,
0: it's different when you got three armies of.
1: Yeah, mix you, of
0: painted and unpainted. Uh, when, when
1: you start talking about like miniatures, you know, and all this stuff, it's like I, I respect that. I respect that they're you know in these small boxes that fit on the shelf and and whatever. But mm-hmm. damn, I really really wish I could at least find one or two guys locally that were like, oh yeah, let's do this. Let's at least get together once a month. I mean, I found guys. But they're like, Oh, you know, I'm I'm too busy, you know, and just whatever and they're busy for like nine months and yeah, so that's that what sucks. As I really, really wish I could find somebody where I could play a Hex encounter war game once a month. So I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, uh, I, luckily
0: I've been able to play more, but it, it's supposed to be on, on Vassal. I mean, it's, I feel like I get to play games, so I shouldn't be complaining at all, but I, I am missing face to face quite a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have my, um, uh, tabletop game, uh, tabletop club at the high school and, you know, uh, it's been helping, you know, I help those guys out. I mean, the main thing is like D and D more than anything. That they want to do and you know they pull the box set and they want to do a um you know just play the uh just whatever starter enter or whatever i don't have to do anything but yeah i still have a ton of stuff like you know cluttering up you know rooms and stuff like that that i'm like "Uh, i really should do something but anyway So we'll, we'll move
0: recently? You said you got a new apartment.
1: Yeah. I'm in the, uh, I'm in so do you apartment.
0: have to move all your games? Uh
1: yeah, it sucked. That's, <laughs> that, that's the big thing
0: is like I don't even want to think about that possibility. Uh
1: it's it I mean it really is is look, I don't mind being uh form over function or function over form, whatever. Uh I, I really don't. And like in this living room where I'm sitting now, it's like, yeah. I have tubs and shelves filled with miniatures and games and a truss you know above me that is gonna have lights and a camper on it and yeah I don't mind that shit at all not at all and um but that's where I'm at now so yeah well we'll we'll see but anyway so uh yeah I guess that's it for this show and um yeah there we are and we'll do better what is it uh is next week uh easter two weeks two weeks okay yeah so yeah we'll try to work around that and yeah. see i know i've got kids we'll be back next
0: time we're gonna put some flesh on the Roybot. you'll be able to tell the difference
1: yeah where he's like michigan yes <laughs> beer woodworking yes i agree it's like that's what i need to do is like uh figure figure one out where i can just like hit like you know you know different buttons where he goes yes no yes no or yeah you know, just whatever but anyway so all right so um uh, yeah that's this show and glad to hear from you and yes go to our patreon and spend three dollars a month three whole freaking dollars would just make me yeah very happy And if enough of you get on there, I will feel super, super guilty and create awesome content. So I'm just saying, there you go.
0: Your goal in life is to make Adam feel guilty.
1: Yes, make me feel guilty with your uh, dollars. That's the best way. And, uh, yeah, so
0: anyway. All
1: right, well, we'll see you later. Good night, everyone. Good night.